Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Tudor Assassin. Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson. Chapter 2 The Machine Night had fallen on Atwell Street, and though no cacophony could be heard from the basement of number 26, light still shone from the basement windows. Inside, hidden well away from prying eyes, was Professor Chronomier's laboratory. Like Runcible's shop, it was lined with shelves of books and extraordinary objects the Professor had picked up on her travels around the world. The muddle of books would have made a strong librarian weep. Scientific journals and textbooks were interspersed with romantic novels, play scripts, academic essays and penny-dreadful thrillers. The Professor was scampering between the many workbenches pushed up against the bookcases. Rifling through stacks of papers and apparatus, she would occasionally locate what she sought and throw it into her leather bag, which sat open on the floor, before moving on to the next search. "'I had a spare bottle of ink somewhere. Have you seen it?' she called out. Then she straightened, realising she was alone. "'No. No, of course not. Ah! Here it is!' She grabbed a container of black liquid and placed it in the bag, closing it carefully before turning to the middle of the room. The fantastical object which stood in the centre of the laboratory would have baffled any and all who laid eyes on it. Standing seven feet tall, it was centred on a round marble platform raised six inches above the ground. This was surrounded by banks of levers, buttons, dials and switches, which trailed wires in a beautifully chaotic mess down to the floor. From there, the threads wrapped themselves around five great brass pillars which rose up, curving to meet at the dead centre above the podium. A rotor sat at the apex, spouting five blades of copper that bent down to follow the frame of the device. On top of the control banks were glass tanks, tubes and bottles, finished in polished wooden cases. Hanging from the brass pillars above the podium was a large hourglass held in a frame of silver discs which allowed it to spin in every direction. Standing before the Professor was the world's first time machine. She moved forward and placed a hand on one of the brass pillars wrapped with wires. A tingle of excitement fizzled up her arm, and she stepped up onto the platform. Her reflection beamed back at her from the glass apparatus and polished levers. She looked up at the hourglass, and nudged it ever so slightly off balance. The machine quivered with a gentle metallic hum, and she immediately gripped the glass to stop it moving. Not yet, she whispered. Nearly there. She closed her eyes and steadied her breathing before stepping down from the platform and back into the laboratory. She grabbed her heavy leather bag and placed it inside the machine before walking over to one of the workbenches and picking up a small glass bottle of green liquid. Then a sudden thought struck her and she placed it back down on the bench. Sydney! She returned to the leather bag, opened it, took out a head of lettuce and ran for the stairs. She emerged into the hallway where a large glass tank sat atop a table. The interior of the tank was taken up with a small pool of water beside a mound of earth dotted with tropical plants and rocks. On the damp earth sat a tortoise. The professor set the lettuce aside, carefully reached inside the tank, and lifted the creature up to meet her gaze. Now then, old chap, decision time. Tag along on the maiden voyage or stay in with a good book? 
The tortoise blinked, then opened and closed its mouth, chewing the air. Quite right. Best see how the first expedition pans out, then make your mind up from there. You're the brains of the outfit, Sydney old thing. She kissed the top of his head, returned him to his tank, and tore off a lettuce leaf for him to munch on. Now, if I'm not back by lunchtime tomorrow, Mrs Preston from the bookshops are under orders to come and keep an eye on you. So no bacchanals while I'm away, do you understand? Sydney nibbled on the lettuce leaf. Cheeky tortoise. Right, I'll be back before you know it. Hopefully. She opened the door to the basement and descended the first few steps before turning back and approaching the tank. Fine, fine, she huffed, as she tore off another leaf and placed it beside Sydney. But it'll go straight to your hips, mark my words. She broke off another leaf for herself, grinned at her amphibian friend, and disappeared once more. Crunching on the last of the lettuce leaf as she returned to the laboratory, the professor picked up the vial of green liquid and walked back to the machine. No time like the present. Well, let's test that theory, shall we? She stepped up onto the marble podium. Butterflies somersaulted around her stomach and sent bursts of excitement through her arms and legs. Her heart began to gallop, but she breathed slowly to calm it. Closing her eyes momentarily, she removed the stopper from the bottle. She panicked as another thought struck. Where was the map? She opened her bag and there it was, exactly where she'd left it. She took another deep breath, then turned to a glass funnel stood atop one of the control panels. Into this, she poured the green solution, and then held her breath. The fluid spiralled down a glass tube to join a flask of clear liquid, which immediately turned blue and began to bubble. Gas rose up to another tube, and soon a chain reaction whizzed along the glassware, different colour liquids frothing and sloshing, even glowing. A hiss of steam filled the laboratory as white clouds began to seep from the bottom of the machine. Lights on the control panel illuminated and the brass pillars started to ring with energy. The professor began methodically adjusting levers and switches and a metallic hum rose steadily. The copper blades arching over the machine started to rotate and slice through the warm air of the laboratory. Next, she turned her attention to a set of numbered dials and carefully adjusted them until they read exactly the right combination. Certain it was correct, she reached up to the hourglass in its silver frame, breathed in, and pushed it into motion. Immediately, the hourglass span in all directions, rolling 720 degrees around and around. Static electricity built up and sparked through it, but no matter its orientation, the sand inside managed to flow steadily from one chamber to another. A wind whipped up in the laboratory, scattering papers and rocking the artefacts lining the shelves. Steam flowed from the machine, and the rotating blades grew faster and faster. The hourglass span, and the multicoloured liquids bubbled in a frenzy. The professor flicked more switches and turned dials and pulled levers, sweat building up on her brow. She looked up and saw the laboratory blur before her. The familiar shelves and benches became indistinct, a shimmering light permeating the walls. The groaning and hissing of the machine increased, joining together in a magnificent song of discovery. With a final flash of light, the machine and the professor were gone. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomio, an Unbound Theatre production. The Tudor Assassin was written by Dario Knight. It was performed by Erica Sanderson, 
with music by Kevin McLeod.